and welcome to the Muddy Puddle Teacher Podcast. My name is Sarah Seaman. I am the owner and founder of the Muddy Puddle Teacher Limited, which is a publishing's training and consultancy site for outdoor learning. And I am also still and have been a teacher for 14 years. I've had various roles, I've been on senior management, and now I've got the perfect life balance of running a company teaching while still being a mother to two gorgeous little girls. So this podcast is all about bringing all those people in education that I just think are fabulous. And actually, some people aren't in education. We've got head teachers, we've got teachers, we've also got business owners, we've got celebrities on here, we've just got a load of people that care about our children and we all think the same, we all have the same vibe. So yes, I'm an advocate for outdoor learning, but I'm also an advocate for play. I'm also an advocate for making our teachers' lives a little bit easier. Let's give them a little bit more control. Let's give them the responsibility that they deserve to teach the way that they want to teach. There's a lot that comes out of the Mudbuddle Teacher approach, but this podcast is just going to highlight some of the marvellous people and some thoughts and trail for thoughts and food for thoughts and just lots of thinking to happen. So get a cup of tea, sit back and relax. Hello and welcome to the Muddy Puddle Teacher Podcast. Today I've got Tessa. Now Tessa has sent me the most amazing cool pack I've been sharing with my kids. She's on an amazing adventure. She's another super teacher that is on, um, well, doing inspiring things for others. So Tessa, hello. Hi. <laughs> Can we learn more about you? So tell me first, well, you're a teacher, aren't you? That's right. Um, yeah. What year group are you in, Tessa? So I look after early years over in a school in um, in Manchester, um so um yeah and um we've got a book out at the moment little bob saves the world brilliant so tell us more about your book um so the book the idea of the book came because as any teacher will know with reception age children one of the trickiest thing is to get the children excited about writing um so i used to look at the children playing outside involved in their imaginary games and they'd be so animated and so excited. And I just always thought I want them that excited about writing their stories back in class. Yeah. So um, basically invented this character, Little Bob, who um, is a young child, um, so that children can imagine that they're that character. And he goes off on this adventure into space. So he's basically um, found out that um, there's a comet, a meteor falling from the skies, heading towards planet Earth, and he sets off on this mission to um, to save it. And his best friend in the whole world is this cuddly elephant called um, Bob, um, called Eddie. And um, Eddie is basically this character who's scared of everything. So um, whereas Bob is brave and he has this big plan um, that he can save the world, little Eddie thinks um, he doesn't want to go and he's scared. So um, he's always hiding behind this tin of biscuits. Um, <laughs> so um, and they set off on this adventure um, where they go into space and they, they visit this unknown planet um, where little aliens live um and speak the language of biscuits <laughs> because the the little aliens are gonna yeah, uh, the little aliens are gonna help and eventually they find this comet um and 
Bob's big plan fails. He's too little. He was he was going to catch it with this net, which actually is what NASA do now. Um, they send all these nets into to space to catch any meteors falling. So he's got this fishing net in his hand, but he's too small to reach. So, um, you know, he, he kind of has this really big feeling, you know, he loves his planet, he loves his Earth and wanted to help, but uh, can't do anything to save it. Um, but, but eventually in the story, what happens is, it's Eddie, who's terrified of everything, who um, who comes to the to the rescue. So uh, together, they're stronger and they're big enough. They catch the comet, send it flying in the opposite direction. And um, and then there's a huge celebration um, in space. And they climb into the rocket and uh, set off for home and um, all is good with the world. Uh, but the idea has been, um, the book came out last year in April, um, but what I did was I've, I've, I turned it into an interactive storytelling session. Yeah. So um, the big important thing has been um, we've been taking it around um, schools and settings all in the, the Manchester area, especially in the city schools where a lot of the children um, may have communication language difficulties. Yeah. And we've matched um, we've matched it to music, so music and movement. So the whole idea of the story is, it's a hero story for little children, but it gets them up on the feet engaged. So yeah. we've got this, you love it, because it's um, this big apple crate and it's full of props. Yeah. It's got um, a rocket in there and it's got a, um, a massive big space um, backdrop, which is um, tossed up over. We kind of do a pop-up stage. So we might be in the woods, we might be in quite often quite concrete playgrounds yeah. um and what we do is we transform the the space so um the planet that bob and eddie visit we've got a big disco ball and a little alien that um can talk back to the children so when they say hello it says hello back yeah. um we've got rockets made out of recyclable old plastic bottles um and a very cool soundtrack um, to match the emotions of the story. So um, the idea is they drag this big cardboard box out, climb aboard um, in little groups of six um, with these makeshift helmets that blast off into space. And because we're often telling the story outside, they're looking up at the sky. So it, 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 what's amazing is it generates so much conversation and then some of the schools we've been to is the children have never noticed the moon <laughs> you know yeah. before or yeah. um so um they blast off into space and then we use a lot of um you know anything we have in the playground really so we'll use climbing frames for when we're going up 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 into the sky and you know um, we'll use um toilet rolls as telescopes because um, the whole idea is also to help generate that problem solving. So um, a little bit, I don't know if you remember those old fashioned stories where, you know, you get to decide what happens next. So we kind of scaffold the speech. Where have those gone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can, and you'd be able to go this way in a book and that way, but you've just reminded me of them. Where have they gone? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing because what will happen is 
Um, you know, we're saying to the children, kind of, uh, so what will he do next and what will happen now? So all that reading comprehension, but doing it through play. So they're physically, you know, um, they're physically doing it at the same time as reading it. What we found a massive um, increase in was after COVID that um, a lot of children weren't engaging with actual physical books because a lot of their story time had been done on iPads. So actually, um, you know, instead of kind of sitting children on carpets for, for story times, if they can't imagine and bring those words to life, how can we help all children across every area nationally bring a book to life well one of the best things you can do is get them move into that book another amazing thing you can do is what do they want to read about and rockets space um a hero who isn't successful you know bob is a, a very gentle kind boy he just loves space very much but he has a really big worry just like when the dinosaurs were were wiped out by a meteor hitting the planet, a lot of children still think that could happen today. They know it happened to the dinosaurs. And actually, um, a lot of children worry that that could still happen. So when he found out about these nets that NASA are catching um, meteors with, that happens in real life. He grabs himself this giant fishing net and he sets up into space to catch one of these. And there's one of the pictures in the book where he talks about all the things he loves about planet Earth. And there's this beautiful little doodle um, where he's thinking about, um, you know, his friends and his family and his little house. And Eddie's there thinking about this massive cake <laughs> and child-led in your class is it child-led in your class or or do you go on topics yeah well we go on topics but the topics are wide open so um you know topics tend to be things like um every family is different sorry i'll just yeah. turn that off for you um um yeah that should start now um, so it will be things that plug gaps, really. So, um, you know, um, you know, we want to raise awareness of diversity. So we do a topic called Amazing People. Um, and, you know, we look at a lot of disability and, you know, people, you know, take icons like Johnny Peacock and, um, you know, and. Because so, I'm, re- I'm really fascinated in topics being based around books and. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a way my practice went uh, yeah. we're basing it around good good literature and good text so for instance amazing people there are lots of yeah. amazing books you can base that topic around yeah. let the literacy flow through everything I just wondered what your thoughts were on that I don't do you know what I'm so happy you said that because that's that's what we do it's um and I love that wording you know literacy flow that it's through everything that you do it's um you know I meet with so many people who say their outdoor learning is a problem the behavior is bad outside and that there's just children charging around 
But actually, it's the perfect spot for outdoor storytelling. And if you match the right books and bring those books outside with um, recyclable props, you know, I actually find the literacy we do outside a lot better than the literacy and storytelling we do inside. Yeah, well, you have the room, don't you? And also the children have the space to be able to be loud um, to use those big movements and feel like there's yeah. less rules around them so that they can thoroughly get engaged in a text. Um, yeah. So where can people get your book from? Is it on Amazon? Is it where Where would you direct people? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's also at Waterstones. So, um, yeah, you can just order online or go into the store. And you or any lovely things with it as well, like a lesson plan and there's yeah. lots of templates they can use. I just There's one here. Yeah. Uh, where can they get those from? Do they come with the book or do they have to get them separately? Yeah, I've got a website, so tessasing.com. Um, on there, there's lots of free downloadables and I'm adding on there all the time as well. So um, the idea is um, there's free teaching resources. So um, rather than put them up um, on Teachers Pay Teachers, I just wanted them free and available. I've done planning for Key Stage 1, um, and also early years um, and there's lots of quotes from teachers and photos and ideas of things you can do on there really. Yeah because there's a um, lesson plan here what you've sent me so that's really helpful and time saving for anybody that wants to get involved in it. Um, yeah there's, there's weekly planning on there as well. Right real fabulous so yeah so I mean, I'm looking at it all now. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Tessa. So that's your website. Can I, How can people follow you online? Have you got any social media channels they can go on? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram under Tessa Singorta. Um, and um, like I say, with the website as well. So if anybody needs any resources or anything, just DM me on there because uh, I can upload things all the time. But I also want to thank you for your um for your site and your posts because Thanks. I love the fact that you're taking outdoor learning into the different key stages. That yeah. literacy flow you've got threading through everything. It's um you do amazing work. I often look to your posts for inspiration. Thanks. It's hard work, but yeah, <laughs> especially with the older key stages, it's been a long time coming trying to get them outside. Early years, you're all so up for it. Um, yeah. and it's just it's just giving ideas and reinventing the game really like something we do a lot is trying to find new ideas to take learning outside in easier ways because it soon becomes stale and especially yeah. in the winter months it's it's it doesn't look as pretty and it's trying yeah. to find ways to go outside that's manageable because I'm a teacher as well it's you know I get I know the feeling when I look outside and I'm like yep yeah, it's checking it down with rain I'm going to get all my class ready they're all going to trail the mud in and it's just seeing the purpose of how beneficial it is because you know regular outdoor learning really does sort your whole class out and just brings it all so cross-curricular it's absolutely but what's great about you is you make it so cross-curricular quite often there was a gap in between formal learning and play but what you're saying is play still gives you great results cross-curricular you know because children have done it physically when you bring them into class to write about their experience you've made it so much more memorable yeah yeah well hopefully hopefully so yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
It's, yeah, it, it's hard work doing all the social media channels, but it's really rewarding at the same time. I had um, a lady on the podcast last week. She's um, Stories with Liv, and she was just talking about social media and how she finds it hard work, but it is really rewarding because it's sort of, you know, just helping everyone get there. And I do feel like outdoor learning has gone up a bar. And I yeah. do think, like, you know, all the muddy tees that are doing the hard work that they do, because I do one angle, but we've got, 200 schools out there all doing 50-50 teaching, outdoors teaching in, and the the impact they're having is amazing. And it's just mm -hmm. about us all getting confident with it, is it, and giving it a go. And also senior management realising that not everything has to be on a sheet and yeah. with Ofsted and say, no, that's not that's not beneficial to my children being on worksheets. This is, and be yeah. strong with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And often just the record sheet is just the finishing off. You needed to have done a yeah. quality first-hand experience before yeah. that. You know, it's the end objective of lots of practical, engaging learning, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, I think the most important thing for me is how much language and communication and personal social-emotional development you get out of it. Yeah. Because actually, if children have met that social need that you've engaged their creativity and their imagination, the confidence they get from that, that often when I get children come back and write a story afterwards, and also when they write stories with me, they're always doodling. So they'll always get so much more down in the doodles rather than take them straight to the writing. Then we, when we do the write afterwards, they're so ambitious with the word choices. And I get children saying, you know, they'll they'll stay for an hour and a half to finish the story just yeah. because it's come at the end of the process. It's not yeah. been the start, you know, because actually a love of writing and a love of reading, you should be animated and you should be, you know, feeling passionate and excited during that stage. Yeah. Whereas because a lot of teachers are almost doing, um, we found a lot of children were being asked to, almost um copy you know today we're all going to do a story about this and we're all going to and they'll chunk the learning and they'll spoon feed everything and children quite often would read it back and they'd have no association with what they'd written yeah. um and the writing, whereas... the writing does need to be scaffold i get that but what i always yeah. used to have is a creative writing book um i did this in my year one and my year two and i also had a doodle book as well um right. and in any free time that we had they would go to them and oh my goodness they loved their creative writing book yeah. and, you know, they were just making up their own stories and you have to think as teachers where do you give them time to make up their completely own original stories because yeah. I can guarantee there's quite a lot of us that don't ever let them create yeah. their own story you know from from scratch we're so controlling in yeah. Yeah. And when you look, because basically, the, you know, the success of Tales Toolkit was all about that. It was, if you're expecting children to make up imaginary games with their friends, how are you supporting that development in them? A, chi a child isn't born with an imagination that they're confident enough to use socially with other people, unless you co-play alongside them, use good quality text to kind of stimulate those stories. Children aren't just going to go and play and invent stories. You have to give them a voice. You have to find out what interests them. You have to give them, um, make it simple enough so that they can feel that they can achieve it. But it's tell us too. Because 
because we used to have imaginations like that, but because the yeah. play is so different now that we are yeah. having to scaffold and introduce play to them because yeah. they're not doing enough of it at home. And yeah, the imagination side is dwindling away, um, mm. but the more we can encourage them to have their own free play and not interfered by adults' free play. Um, yeah, absolutely. Passion of mine. But yeah, mm. thank you, Tess. That was lovely. I've got a dog in the garden that's barking his head off at the oh, Can I just it. say, though, if there's a, ever any help you, that you think I can be with anything, you know, I, I really support what you're doing. So uh, use me if I'm helpful, you know. You kind of know what my niche is. It tends to be a love of writing and imaginary play. Um, but if you need anything, give me a shout. Thank you. It's so kind of you. We're like we're moving forward now with sort of like Parliament and things like that as well. So hopefully we've got um our MP Clive Betts is going to speak in front of Parliament for uh, outdoor learning. So I'm hoping it will be compulsory compulsory on curriculums. Well, and not mm. anytime soon, but <laughs> maybe yeah. soon. That is my muddy mission in life. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Tessa. It's so kind of you. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think the teachers will find this podcast really interesting. And I think it's just giving them that green flag sometimes, isn't it? That, you know, it, I, I love basing things around literacy. It feels natural to me. It feels like storytelling with children is a completely natural thing to be doing. Um, yeah. I don't always feel like that with maths, but I do feel like that with with. Uh, storytelling so I'm very much behind you with what you're doing there and helping teachers to you know sort of base their learning around uh, books and obviously you've got this most amazing book and it's all about space and we all know every kid in early years loves space so it's a uh, winner winner chicken dinner so thank you so much so much oh take so care we've said social media handles aren't we we they've got all of that but yeah guys go and get the book and it's all on her website as well which is Tessa Sing, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Can you spell your surname just in case? S I N G H, is it? G H, that's yeah. right. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Tessa. Oh, so lovely chatting to you. Thanks for all the amazing work you do. <laughs> Thank you. go just remember you can train with us the level one outdoor learning award is completely free we also offer a free scheme of work per year group so if you just go onto our website create a free account no bank details needed all of that is free if you want in that step up to move to levels two to four that is the outdoor learning practitioner award basically everything you need to feel confident and to start teaching your class outdoors and we also then have the level five award which is outdoor continuous provision and it takes you right back from a consultancy stage of what you need to get where you need to go and how you need to achieve it and then the level six award which is the outdoor coordinators award which is a year-long project for anybody that is leading with outdoor learning within their whole school setting and it is such a supportive room we hold your hand throughout the whole thing you get a real person a mentor to be by your side for that whole year so if you're interested in signing up to any of those packages uk schools can use sports or pupil premium it's www.themedipedalteacher.co.uk